I'm Mel. And I'm Tosh. And welcome to Mahogany Mammology, an online dialogue pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of Black motherhood. And this week, we would like to recognize our Mahogany Mammologist of the week is Phaedra Burton. Um, And you know what? You just got to see it to believe it. Tosh, I don't even know if you've seen this video, but um, we'll post a link to our show notes, of course. But this mother of two showed up and showed out in this video. Um, It's the Cardi B money challenge and um, seeing is believing. So um, that's all I got to say. Okay. It's a fantastic song. Okay. Like, she redid the song and the whole video, and the two kids are in it. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I'm going to put the I show think down. I vaguely know what you're describing, but it, 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 no, no, it. it's all good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, check it out, um, folks. Of course, we'll have the link on our social media and whatnot. Um, so, nominate a mom today, and or email us, or go on our website. But congratulations, Phaedra. You are our mom of the week. Congrats. All right. In today's topic, we'll be exploring advocating for your child's education. Whether it is academic achievement, social or emotional growth, or even having the best resources for their respective sport, we are discussing what this looks like for our current African-American families. So, I want you to riddle me this, right? (laughs) Or ponder this. Um, Why do African-American parents continue to remain distant from the school? They do? Well... Is it true? <laughs> let me just, let me ask that even. Let me reword that. So is it true that African-American parents um, remain distant from the schools or part, or being involved in schools? Why? Why not? So the first question is, do you think we're distant? Okay, I, I kind of have to put like my husband's like public school working hat on. Okay. Because our current school isn't like so. Yeah, that. please so remove yourself. To, I was gonna say I have remove to change the. And for our listeners, let me give y'all a little back. So, upon doing some research as far as education, um, it's been said that African American families are not that involved in um, the in their child's school. Um, whether that be for whatever reason, you know, that's the that's the thing out there. Mm. Um, but I want you to remove yourself. Okay. So if, say, he uh, would probably say, do you think that's so? a 50 50? It's a 50. Okay. He could probably say, like, and I, I know I'm bringing him up, but because I feel like I've, we've had that converse, a slight conversation to that before. And, um, he often has to remind me a lot of people have two, three, four jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so for them to go to a parent-teacher conference, which occurs <laughs> during business hours, um, that means, okay, that's loss of money for the family. Mm-hmm. They may not be able to pay their bills. So, And then there's the other things, and then this is where I have to switch and think about, oh my gosh, all the things that we are involved in just for my son's own school, mm-hmm. field trips, decorating a, a, a classroom, um, the uh, the the fundraisers that these kids have, and that's public and private. I don't care which one you want to pick. I mean, they probably. I know public does the same thing. Um, then you got. I know I said fundraisers. Um, 
you got the the holiday stuff, and I mean the Christmas, your fall harvest, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That could be. That can be a lot. So here's the thing. We are we. It seems like there's that tangible um, expectation. Being a chaperone, um, mm-hmm. um, decorating, uh, participating in fundraisers seems to be a direct um, equation to being involved in school, mm-hmm. right? Yes, but we have that connotation, right? If I don't do A, B, or C, then I am not involved in my child's education, which mean, which is not true, right? It's not true. It's not true because we can be involved in other ways outside of the brick and mortar, right? Outside of the building. It's it's um, making sure homework, you know, or not necessarily making sure homework, but helping to supplement the education. Right. I'll put right. it like that. right. Some schools may not be issuing homework. So yeah. um, supplementing the education, it would be, and that could be, you know, during the week, on the weekends. It could be um, picking up another child on the way, you know, just having those conversations with them in the car um, before school, after school mm-hmm. type care. I was going to um, say, even sport. if you, you may take your child somewhere, like going back to supplementing the education, you may take your child to Kumar. You may take your child to some kind of after-school enrichment. Yes. Yes. You know? Yeah. It does not, you know, because you're not directly involved with the, the hand-over-hand in school, that doesn't mean that mm-hmm. you're not you know, advocating because you are if you if you are actively putting your child in maybe some after school or before school care. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. That shows as a parent you are taking a sincere interest in um, their education or the social emotional growth well being. And and I'll I'll jump even to where um, a previous guest of ours, Jennifer, talked about when we talked about homeschooling. Um, the supplemental part of education was the day in, day out. You know, when you're cooking, involve the child in the cooking. Um, and that, you know, helps with math. That helps with reading, comprehension, those types of things. Laundry. Mm-hmm. You know, as min- as perhaps minuscule as that may sound, you know, I may do the laundry, but I will have my son go get X number of hangers. I'll have him count his shirts. That's right. math. Right. And then go get those number of hangers. Okay, so you had to remember and comprehension and go to, to the closet, get the hangers, come back, put it on. Okay, so that's motor skills. You know, so I think... And I know we're talking about being an advocate, but I think first, perhaps, a parent should look at what are things that we can do at home or throughout the day um, that will help our child learn. Yeah, yeah. So, And I'm thinking about it like from the parent-school relationship or mm-hmm. school-administration relationship, what that looks like. Um, to let them know that, hey, I'm not that parent that just drops my kid off mm. at 740 and, you know, pick them up. And I'm not just that drop off, pick up kind of person. I actually do, you mm-hmm. know, do that because I work multiple jobs to, you know, to help either I'm head of household. Maybe I'm a single parent. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. my hours are such for this. And then. You know, my responsibility for my child are after are these hours, you know, maybe which are after school, um, after 
the actual school hours. So I may be able to attend to a parent-teacher conference, you know, tell me enough in advance. I can shift myself around. Um, but I'm, I'm also thinking about, and particularly in, in the article that I've referenced mm-hmm. here, um, um, the Need for Advocacy with African-American Parents by Ms. Griffin. Mm-hmm. Um, they, 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 she talked about a study that she did, actually, <clears throat> where she, the, first of all, the author is a, is a school counselor, a school oh. counselor of some sort. Okay. And what she, ended up, what she was doing was a study specifically for African-American mothers. And these moms were, you know, yeah, stable, stable household, two-parent mm-hmm. household, um, you know, stable income to sustain them and their family. And what they found out was that, and they went to diverse schools. So that's why I'm saying, please remove yourself because we both have children that attend predominantly um, black yeah. schools. So these moms came from, have their children in diverse school settings and Despite all that, they still feel a sense of exclusion, excuse me, um, when it comes to, you know, advocating for their child, i.e. parent or the parents and the teachers. So if if the, the parents may ask, hey, how can I help? How can I help the classroom? And okay. what ends up happening is that the teacher may give them something like, you know, let's shuffle these papers or, you know, decorate or, you know, help me clean up, you know, after, excuse me, uh, an event versus, you know, their white counterparts where the teacher had pulled them aside was like, hey, how about you try to run for um, PTA board? Mm. So despite them being educated and having a stable household and, you know, all of that, you know, there's still that sense, that disproportion of not truly, truly being involved. Now, mm-hmm. you know, to me, I'm like, okay, whether I shuffle papers or, or run for a, a board, that's still involvement. But, you know, to me, I feel like being on the board is, he- is much more that's weighted. What, yeah, I'd rather go decorate a room. Than trying to go decorate <laughs> a room. I'm trying to change some diversity. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I'm on the school board, uh, you know, a diverse, and I use that term lightly, um, private school or not private school. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, so there's there's some public schools that need some help. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's where I was going. That's where I was going with that as far as advocating for your child's best, you know, well, or feeling like they're not like um, parents, African-American parents are not involved. Well, well, can we can we use I mean, there's a number of um, examples of teenagers um, using certain language on video. Uh, give them the, give, I mean, give the rest of the, the Okay, world. I don't remember which school it is because so, now it's too many, it's um, North, unfortunately. In North Texas, the North, well, we are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So there's a North Texas school mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the teenagers, and I really don't know the, oh, it doesn't really matter what the overall premise really was, but basically they used the N-word mm-hmm. um, in a chant or song on video related to um, other classmates on their, I guess, basketball team, on a sports team. Yeah. I'll just leave it there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to guess that the African-American population at this school is probably less than 5%. (laughs) 
Maybe 1%. Okay. 0.5. There you go. And then the Caucasian population is roughly, let's just say 90%, because you probably have some. 99%. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm like how you, I'm like how you just I don't know. <laughs> From the background, you're like, no, 99. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but what I'm getting at is you have families that go to certain neighborhoods, for whatever the reason may be, to place their children in such schools. And then thus, these things happen. Not that it shouldn't happen or what have you. So the question begs to differ. What does a parent do to help advocate education, in my opinion, it's called a safe environment, for their child? And my response to that is definitely involvement. Um, I think that you have to rally yourself with other, if you see another family perhaps, perhaps make suggestions um, to the school board, to the principals, to the vice principals, however that structure is, to the teachers about curriculum. Um, Those of you who are in education understand the steps of getting curriculum passed. If you are in Texas, I know for a fact we can have African-American studies. Y'all just don't want to do it. Y'all can email me and I'll give you an understanding of that. Yes, they can. They choose not to. You actually actually can. Okay. I'm a, I was going to say, if we, we get an choose, influx of emails, oh, yeah, we because, choose not to. Because of and, and that statement. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just like in California, like, and I know I've talked about this where different ethnic studies had, different ethnicities had their own studies groups or not groups, but like um, classes. Um, Are you saying like African-American studies can be in the mainstream history class? Yes. Or are you talking about just having like an African-American studies group like as an after school extracurricular Not an extracurricular group? Not extracurricular, like a part of the actual like elective, like a part of okay. your options of social studies, for example. How many of them going to be taking that? I know none of them okay. in that particular school. Well, I know, but I'm just in general. So in terms of like the suggestions could be how to incorporate that in a week or like how do you incorporate it? Not really in a week because there's okay. so much more to our history and whatnot, but how do you incorporate, like, providing those suggestions? And maybe that is, and there's a number of diversity experts out there um, that they can come in and work with the teachers, work with the parents, work with the administrators on what diversity looks like in the classroom, understand and truly peeling back layers of why are these kids even saying the N-word, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. what's going on in your mind? and we don't need to answer that question in this in this particular episode. But what I'm trying to get at is that first needs to happen with whatever. So that's what they really need to be doing. I don't know what they're doing right now at that yeah, school to, to tackle right. it besides having a press sure. conference and having parents stand up and talk to them about, well, my child went through this. Look, I'm beyond talking about what my, my child goes through. And let's bring in people who can help teach or peel back the layers of what's going on. And then work on the right solutions. Okay. Um, that's where I was. Okay. That's my long-winded yeah, yeah. part of it. But that's where I was trying yeah. to dive in. And so, like that. you said, I mean, to, to piggyback on what you're saying, you know, how do I advocate for my child in that particular scenario? Like, 
I mean, I get it. You know, some people move to certain areas because of that school um, or maybe even work, you know. I Yeah. You know, so that's that they may not have any other choice but to, you know, be at that home school. Right. You got to roll up your sleeves. So, you know, advocating for your child not only means having the best academic experience, but advocate advocating means to have the best social emotional experience too so Mm -hmm. in that particular example that you mentioned where you you kind of alluded to that some of the afterthought of it was was that there was a I guess a school town hall and they had parents come in and speak and speak and it sounds like this these these parents you know this is this is not uncommon you know what I mean like Johnny has Johnny's been saying that you know since you know so you know, which which cracks me up that it took a video, and I feel like we're it's more documented now because we have the fantasticness of social media and people videotaping, and this bolt like you got videotaped, and now we're now we're saying, oh yeah, we've known this. So it's been, you know what I mean? It's been. So I know, I know that you know this isn't the first time this topic has probably been brought up by parents. I you know. For them, if I, I'm having the benefit of the doubt, you know, from a parent, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I know they probably rolled up to that school like, yo. And that administration was like, oh, well, we'll it's just take- an isolated incident. Yeah, we'll yeah, take yeah. care of it. So and- advocating would be, like you mentioned, to be up in their face 24-7. Guess what? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, the, I'm the only black mom in this, in this, in pre-K, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but guess what? Here I am. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Principal Johnson? <laughs> no, first, last name, all of it. You know what I mean? So just be up and and truly, <laughs> and I know some, <laughs> I may get in trouble for this, you know. Just jump in there. <laughs> um, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's tough being the token. It is a tough, yes. tough experience. And sometimes we need to, we're focused on, you know what, let me just deal with being day to day. Let me put my head down and just roll. You know what I mean? Let me just wake up um, and just, just deal with the next day. But the other flip side of being a token is to say, I'm tired of being a token. Give me or arm me with the resources, or let me find the resources. Tell me the resources where I'm bringing my friends in, or I'm bringing some more diverse people in. Mm-hmm. Because this being here is exhausting as hell. Mm-hmm. And if it's exhausting as a parent, my goodness, can you imagine the microaggressions being a child? And oh, ten, tenfold, tenfold, hating themselves. There's yes, like the, they go this, through that conflict. You know, they don't want to be black. They want yeah, you know, that. they exactly, exactly, or they get stuff like you know from little Johnny. My my daddy said, y'all have tails. Like you know, just just craziness like that. You know, people <sighs> say that. Okay. <laughs> but I, I would I would definitely suggest you gotta roll up your sleeves um and get in there. Um and and you can't wait to have the conversations. I mean if you went if you already know where you're gonna move to or if you moved into that area, you need to have the sit down conversation. You should have already toured the school if you can. I don't care if it's public or private, but you know what? You you chose that area for a reason. So and and, and honestly it's not I don't want the tone to be an attack on the parent. You know what oh, I mean? No. It's not an attack on the parent, you know. 
We get it. You move because it's five minutes from work. I get it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're trade-offs, right? They're trade-offs. But recognize that you're going to have to do Mm -hmm. a little bit probably more work than some other parents will. Mm -hmm. Um, What questions should a family ask about special needs? Well, that was something you had texted me about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just saying, especially when you're advocating... When you're advocating for the best educational experience, and I'm looking at, in addition to other marginalized populations, special needs, Mm -hmm. you know, is a population that is, while it has laws in place, um, you know, the the IDEA law and, you know, all of that, um, there are certain, there are still some schools that just do not have, or they have subpar Less, I, and I, and okay. I'm more focused on the subpar resources to to accommodate and be truly an advocate for children with special needs. I.e., mm-hmm. not only the physical. I mean, God, having a you know wheelchair ramp, but they have to by law. You know what I mean? If you have a school, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you've got to have a wheelchair ramp. I mean, those are you know tangible things. But like the whole mainstream versus like what they call mainstreaming kids, and that's like when they put you know referring to like the autism and the physical, not physical. Not only that, I mean, but just if you have a child with a hearing impairment, do we have amplifiers? So that the child can actually no. hear what the teacher's saying? No, because we've cut education. <laughs> I know. And she's being sarcastic. <laughs> no, I'm really not. No, no I, I know you're not, but I mean. We've cut education. Like, not we, but. Yes, the, America. The, yes, across was, the board. Yes. So for, for a school standpoint, you know, From do we have, do we have, the, but to me, these are, these are accommodations that, you know what, like you cannot argue with. You can't. Because that's automatic sue. But I think, and I hear what you're saying. I think, so therefore, what a parent, what I would suggest to a parent is, again, this goes back to, unfortunately, the parent just has a lot more on their plate to work on. And that means a lot more research in terms of you have to be, or you find a group that can advocate, help help you advocate. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Because yeah. there are other people who are doing this right now. Yeah, I was That will say. step in and say, okay, well, Charlene, this is what the steps that the school should have been taking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way they, they can work with you or work with the school on your behalf. Um, I, I would even take it a step further is, you know, when you have these different bonds propositions, measures in your respective towns and cities, and it deals with the schools, and yes, I'm I'm going to probably vote yes on any bond you put in front of me, but, because it supposed to improve the school, but look really deeply into that bond. Exactly what is being approved on, mm-hmm. and is it benefiting you and your child, or benefiting your child? And if you have a special needs child, what part of that um Bond is going to help your child. I, I know. No, but I'm I, just saying that's I, things to look at. Yeah, though. these are things to look at. But there and is question and, and question. ask. Yes, when you go to the city council meetings and when they're being proposed before they even get on there. I mean, I'm just going. Are, I'm just going from a more practical standpoint. You know what I mean? Like if you are in the neighborhood school and this area, 
you know, honestly, probably never had a child with or very seldom come across or have children with special needs matriculate. Mm -hmm. And then here you come and they're like, oh, dang, we hadn't had this, you know, since little Johnny was here five years ago. Okay, well, all right, well, here I am. You know what I mean? From a more practical standpoint, like this is law. This is what should be here no matter what. It should, if it's in the closet, dust it off and bring it in. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yes. from a more, that's where I'm looking from a more practical standpoint. So, and these are questions you need to ask, you know, if my child has. Well, first I would say that a parent should research first what they should have because some schools may not even realize it. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so they should have. Yeah, so if you don't ask, or if you don't know what you need to look for, it's kind of like, you don't know what you don't know. Well, unfortunately, parent, you're going to need to know what you need to have. Mm -hmm. And then you can go to the school and say, do you have these items? Yeah, and like you mentioned, too, I mean, with the, the advocacy groups and things mm -hmm. like that, if you have that kind of conversation first before you go to the school or have it simultaneously or bring them with you while you go to the school, mm -hmm. all the better, all the better. So well, definitely. That's where I was going as far as special needs and stuff like that. Definitely. Um, it gets a little hairy when you have a child, like, in the private school because it's private school in there. They can do whatever yeah. they want because it's private school. Um, but they but, also— But you can still ask the questions. You you better ask these questions. Before you start but putting your application also, money down. And— they're also in a, they're, they're a part, whether it's a private school, you're in a school district. So mm -hmm. it'd be like, okay, well, what ties, what ties do you have with the public school district in order to get my child X services? Oh, yes. You know, that I don't have to pay out of my pocket. No. That's, that's another question you can ask. No, it's a very good question because some people may not even realize that the private schools can work with the public schools. Yes. On certain resources. They better. Oh. My therapy friends that work in school systems can probably chime more into that because, you know, I stay in my lane. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Very well. Okay. Very well. Um, this is going to sound really mean. What? But why do families kind of think that the sports status quo of football and basketball is, a, is the means to college scholarship? Because that's all they know. To me, is mm, well. How does that how does that relate to the educational advocacy? Well, I mean, because sometimes I think that parents will look at, oh, we're going to go to this district because it's great in football and and basketball, and you'll get a scholarship and yada yada yada. So mm -hmm. they're they're placing their child through that mm -hmm. that lane. Um, but right. I guess my thing is. Why Why do we have to always look at those two sports? <laughs> why, like, why are we always doing Are that? we saying, like, we, like... We, we in general. Not we, not Tosh and Mel. No, we. no, no, but, like, we as African-American yes. communities yes. look at that. I mean, you know, facts don't lie. You know, if I'm placing my child in a certain school district and this school district is known to cultivate you know, professional athletes and my child is showing some promise as a professional athlete, guess what? You know, I'm going to do that, you mm -hmm. know? Again, but the, that's a little hairy because, I mean, trying to get to the professional level, that that percentage the starts to get smaller and smaller. But, oh, very true. Um, you know what? I'm going to try. I'm going to try my best, you know? Mm -hmm. But um, lack of exposure as well. 
you know, uh, you can easily, if, if we're talking college scholarships, in addition to that of athletes, you can get a band scholarship, you know, you can get, and yes, you can get an academic scholarship, but that is, you know, to that competitiveness is almost much higher, if not even more tighter, if, especially if you want like a full ride somewhere, um, comparable to that of of like an athlete you know because mm-hmm. there 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 are plenty you know middle class families and i think i've mentioned this before maybe not that you know have great students but just not competitive enough to get that full ride somewhere um yeah you know i, I don't know it's it's it's, it's lack of ex- exposure it is, okay. you know. That's 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 my and that's just my opinion. And I just I just throw it out there because sometimes I think you know that overall sometimes we have to look at other sports too, you know, as a way to kind of well, help you said motivate sports. So are you I saying think, like wait no you mentioned I mean, well specific oh you football, said football basketball, basketball that's right yeah. okay yeah I mean there's but there's, there's alternatives there's, there's lacrosse there's golf there's tennis that you know what I mean like you can get scholarships you can get a cheerleading scholarship you know get you a full ride a dance scholarship so uh, I just you know we as African Americans we football and basketball (laughs) it's so like it's a textbook until we you know until we start breaking until we break another sport you know I mean we already broke tennis so um, I don't know Hockey, we broke into that too. So anyway, but yeah, that's well. that's where it is with that. So I know you wrote here. Um, you know, just as many of us go to church each Sunday, I think we owe it to our kids to help them learn and grow. That means continuous research. So, um, well, yeah, you I mean, expand on that. Well, yeah, I mean. Um, I think sometimes, you know, we go to church every week and, you know, we can sit there and that's great. We, we you know, people do that. But we also need to make sure that we're doing just as much for our children as well. Um, and I know that everyone, you know, has their own schedules and that they're busy. But taking a look at, okay, well, what can I do? You know, and we talked about this earlier, the different things that we can do Mm -hmm. um, to be an advocate or to be involved in our child's education. Um, I think with the with social media, I think it's a lot more easier. Yeah. And to find either experiences, access to information. It's not just about going to the library anymore. The world is the library Um, and working to think to be outside or be creative outside the box too mm-hmm. in terms of supplementing a, our children's education um, and sometimes even our own you know because sometimes we're learning about new things just right alongside them yeah you know um, and sometimes too you know just go be a tourist in your own city allows you if you can you know allows you to give them that education about how to ride a bus some kids don't even know how to ride a bus you know um, and get them to do certain things as well too so that's the reason why I was like kind of like yeah just be we we do certain things all the time Mm -hmm. but don't forget that amount of time we can also be doing or you know not not to take away from church but you spend that time at church you can 
you know, prioritize. It's just prioritize. Another thing I want to add to is that, you know, you may not, hey, you, you work a lot. I get it. Um, also, just lean into another mom who may be very mm. involved. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, hey, sister girl. Let me get your number because you may not, because you're working, you may not be privy to the nuances, you know, of information that a teacher may pass along to a mm-hmm. mom who's more involved. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't help, you know, just, hey, can I can I text you from time to time? Um, you know, hey, if your child mm-hmm. was in the same classroom and I, and I know class some classroom have classrooms have homeroom moms. True. So that can be someone that you want to um, get a number from just to say, hey, you know, you if you're working multiple jobs, you're in the zone. And so Mm -hmm. it's one of those things like, hey, what's going on in the class? You know, hey, how are you? You know, Mm -hmm. not only not only are you advocating for your child, you're getting to know another parent in your child's classroom. Mm -hmm. So you're not alone, you know, in 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 the space of advocacy or trying to advocate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can always ask, you know, is there something I missed? Is there something going on? You know. I, I know I work a lot or I'm I'm involved or I'm I'm busy doing mm-hmm. other things. Is there another way outside of being in the building that I can can help? That's or a great idea. I that do might and, be. or even like doing like a group me or some type of group yeah. thing with other um, parents in the you room. Know. You know, you may not be the only parent who's working, you yeah. know, for for jobs. I was like, you, you need me to photocopy some things. Yeah, I, I got print you out. at work. <laughs> 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 them, them resources, <laughs> you know what I mean. You know, I, you it's know, a village. It is a village, so, so that might be if, and especially if you're not, you know, the most socially active. You know, you're not the most outgoing person. It, it just, you know, just ask the home mom, or if you're, mm-hmm. just ask, just ask, hey, 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 hey. But another point I wanted to yeah. um, bring up is that say. As far as advocacy, say you you do have a child and you see that your child has potential, it's like, and you approach, say like you notice your child is really smart, you know, and you approach either a teacher or principal, whatever resources your school has, um, to say, hey, you know, I've noticed this in my child, you know, how can I make my child take my child to the next step you know what I mean mm-hmm. like there that's another element of advocacy too you know um I'm looking at it like okay my, yeah how can I make my child how can I stretch my child's brain even more you know yeah that sort of thing so you may be hesitant to maybe talk to the resource or the I don't know what they want to call those people I don't know. I don't know. It's, gifted and talented. I don't know. You know what I mean? I like mean, those you, kind of people. It's it might be. Yeah. It, it, you might have some um, hesitancies because it's like, is my child really, you know, that smart or, you know, that sort of thing? I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I think some parents get um, worried or scared that how are they going to coach or mentor or help their child along if they feel like the child's smarter than them? Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, that that's that's cool because we always, you know, well, I say we always, but it's nice when the child is excelling at a great rate in something. Um, and you know, I know parents are like we're all we're all busy, but you know, maybe maybe there's some time just to do that little Google and start looking at schools that um, 
in your area that maybe are gifted or emphasize something and see if you can set up a, you know, a Skype or a, some type of internet phone call or a phone call real quick on your on, on a lunch break and see what can be done. Maybe there's a parent group, um, you know, there's like, what, millions of meetups these days um, and find different ways. I mean, I think the thing is Google has allowed us to be resourceful. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have to take advantage of it mm-hmm. um, and not just going, okay, well, the school won't test. Um, or the school's like, oh, yeah, they're smart. And then that's it. Yeah. it I, I, the onus is on the parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not trying to be here to be like, oh, preachy, preachy. But um, no one's just going to give it to us. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it, it's not. Um we're going to have to go out and find it because sometimes some of the schools are not necessarily uh, coming to look for our child or children yeah, yeah. because they don't know that the child exists. It's not that they're not looking for the child because of skin color. They just don't know the child exists. So you, you kind of have to go, hey, my child's here. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that, I think, is sometimes going, okay, well, where are those schools? Who can I talk to at these schools? You know, what, you know, and I know there's costs involved in testing and whatnot, but then again, you know what? Sometimes there's waivers. Mm-hmm. You you don't know unless you Google. <laughs> you only so, know what you know, but Google's a fantastic arm. Mm-hmm. Um, and if some of these schools that have a gifted and talented program, you know, if they have like a African-American uh, or diversity champion or what have you, maybe you're able to kind of sidestep and go join a meeting or something that, you know, to kind of help sure. your, yourself or not help yourself, but help your child um, in that regards. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's kind of like the biggest part of it. Um, so, yeah, it, it, we can't just we can't just rely on the, the teacher or the school itself to give us all the information that we need. Exactly. Like, just like, just like, like yes, that's exactly where I was going with that. Like, we've had, um, uh, Jennifer Sarduli on here and talk, we were talking about, you know, um, if if you feel a lump or, you know, we've had, you know, or if you feel something's wrong with your your child, um, or, you know, right, or, or, or right with your child, or right with your child, then, then you're not just going to sit there and go, okay, doc. I guess I must be okay because you, you said I'm okay. Right, right. But you're exactly. a little different? Yeah. No. Nah. Yeah, yeah. That's no, it, yeah. You, you have to go ahead and go, you know what? You don't need to be rude to the teacher. You don't need to be rude to the administration. You just say, okay, mm-hmm. and go to your homework. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, and there's no harm, no foul in yeah. any of that. That's still being an advocate for exactly. your child That's because you're taking yeah. the next step yeah. to make sure your child is good. So we're not only looking for advocacy in the place that is that's it is lacking or or um advocacy in the in the event that something is wrong, mm-hmm. we can still advocate advocate in the event that something is right, you know, and something is doing well in this mm-hmm. case. So if you do have a child, you know, that is gifted or you label as gifted or what you as a mom, you know what I'm saying, think it, you know, and you know if your kid's gifted. I know we all think our kids I know, are right. I was like, yo, my baby's smart. Up. My baby's smart. Look, look, some of you moms, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm gonna be the rude one and just, I know some of y'all got some smart kids, but then there are some of you who have some super duper smart kids. <laughs> and those are the people I'm talking to right yeah. now. Not those of you who are like, oh, my baby's smart. So, Look, so is mine. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but you can. But I'm not. Ta- I'm. I'm not talking about me. I'm not talking about <laughs> you. I'm talking about the super super smart ones, the ones that are like reading at like a two grade level, and then their kid is like in pre K three. I'm talking to y'all. But that goes back to, and I was, and I was looking even with the you know advocacy thing, um, for the example of gifted and talented. Of course, we're looking at that um, in in areas of affluence, right? So families, if you tend to have, you know, a family that is affluent, okay, they're going to have, you know, they may have a child. The access. Yeah, the access, you know. So, but where's your child? It's, it's harder to identify. That's really where the article was going. It's okay. harder to identify um, gifted and talented kids who are um, lower middle class or at poverty level because, like you mentioned, the access. There are there, and some could argue mm-hmm. there's it, it may be even um, excuse well no then they're not going to argue um, you know they're there the percentage is there and the percentage is higher than what we what we what we think yeah so but it's like the access isn't there at the middle income or you know at below the poverty level or at poverty level to to identify. So if I'm if I'm here and I'm just working to try to survive and, you know, pay bills and pay bills on time, you know, I know we're talking like Google and we could do this and do that. You know, this is where we would love to have the teacher, you know, pull me as a parent aside to say, hey, I see this potential and I need you Mm. to look at X, Y, and Z. This is where school counselors come mm-hmm. in, you know. But I know, you know, we're we're over, we're we're overwhelmed, we're overloaded in 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 spe- specifically the public school sector. But this is where we would we would want a teacher to say, "Hey, oh yeah, I, I see I, this. I agree. I in see this. Public school, private school, Montessori, all of that." Mm-hmm. Um, so those of you who listen to us who are in, in education, <laughs> Tosh is basically hinting to you if you didn't catch what she said. What? what? That people need that that are educators, you know, oh. they could take that extra, perhaps extra oomph. I know, and they do. I mean, I think you know. I mean, you know, if they, you know, I know they do. I know they do. Yeah, well, we know. hope they do. Yeah, we hope they do. Mm-hmm. And again, if you are a parent who doesn't know if they are, then guess what? Closed mouth doesn't get fed. Let's ask the question. Mm-hmm. It's okay to ask so, for the resources. Yeah. Or ask them to partner with you to find the resources. Maybe they do know, but they don't know if you know. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know. And then I and I'll jump back to even the parent teacher conference. If you're not able to make one that's on a, on during the work week, say something. But don't miss the opportunity to have that 15, 30 minutes. Um, maybe it's on a weekend. Maybe you, you can ask for a Skype or phone You can call. just email. Email too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ask ask for ask for a different way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't miss the opportunity yeah. to do so. And if there isn't if one isn't presented to you, you make the opportunity. You email and right. say, Hey. And I know teachers I wanna... would love that if you had that that go get parent. Yes. You know, that you don't understand like this parent is busy, but you know what? I can't decorate. So-and-so's mom emailed me. And I know teachers, I know teachers are greatly appreciative of that parent who initiates that communication versus the teacher having to go hunt them down. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that that might be another avenue as well. So, well, I think in all, you know, like like we've been saying, um, don't be afraid to communicate. Mm -hmm. Um, Use what method, you know, works for you and the teacher, you know, feel free to reach out via email, whatnot, um, and be consistent. 
of course, um, as much as you can. Um, and it's not always about the fundraisers. You don't have to do the fundraisers. You don't need to do um, the decorating and all of that. This is about what's comfortable for you to make sure that your child is doing a great job. Um, and find different ways in talking to another mom, talk to another parent. Um, maybe it's setting up a group me or a, a phone chat group. So that way you're able to stay in touch with some things, you know, like as you said, Tosh, to, to be involved in the classroom. But, you know, maybe you can't go on the field trips, but they can take the pictures. Right. And they can post them there. That's still you being involved, you know, and then you'll be able to reciprocate perhaps in some other way. Like you said, hey, maybe I can take some, uh, you know, make some copies or something like that and then make sure it gets delivered, mm-hmm. you know. So. Um, know your talents, know your lane and, and make it work, yeah. you know. Yeah. Find different ways to make it work. Your child, your voice. Ooh, so whether right. whether you okay. have your child in a non-diverse private school, mm-hmm. you scream from the rooftops that you want more diversity in this non-diverse private school mm-hmm. or public school. And how do we do that? Okay, you insert yourself however you need to insert yourself. Mm-hmm. Whether it be on social media, whether it be physically walking out to the walking down to the school, you know, if you can attend and you can be involved, um, do that. So, like I, at the end of the day, your child, your voice. Um, we've kind of kind of laid out some things um, to try to be an advocate. You know, mm-hmm. befriend another mom who's very involved. If mm-hmm. you are not involved, you know, communicate with your teacher via email. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, and or principal, you mm-hmm. know, very true, very much so. I, honestly, both of them, you know, yeah. let them let them be tired of you, and I don't care, you know what I mean. And the lead. Sometimes I think some schools have like a a lead, like a chair lead, or like oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, coordinator, yeah, lead yeah, or something like that. Middle your school, school, your middle school, school person, yeah, whatever, because whatever. that's how your son or daughter will be then assigned to other classes later mm-hmm. on. Because that way, that you know, yeah, yeah. everything's documented. If, if your child, if your child's in special is has special needs, find the advocacy mm-hmm. group, or again, going back to. You know, finding that other parent, you know, if you if you have another another child with special needs in there that can help you along the way mm-hmm. um, advocate for certain things. So and and at the end of the day, Google, you know, Miss Miss Google, Dr. Google <laughs> is is your friend to the end. So that's what I've got. Fantastic. Mm hmm. Well, folks, um, we ask that you uh, go ahead and check out some of these additional resources and links in our show notes, such as where you can find Phaedra Burton. Um, but we do also want to highlight um, Soul Mamas, mm-hmm. and they're actually out of the Bay Area. They are folks from all tribes building friendships, extended family, and community while enjoying the outdoors and a host of other activities. So there's some toddler play dates, field trips, group fitness classes, and more. Dang. I know, right? <laughs> you about Can to I? go. You know you about to. You about to just toss over here ghouling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, they're based in the Bay Area of California. Um, I know they have like over 300 people up in that meetup awesome. group. Um, so check them out. Uh, we'll have their link for them. And um, if you're part of a nonprofit or, you know, a mom's group, hit us up. Let us know. We'd love to kind of shout you out and, you know, get folks in a village, you know, mm-hmm. if you will. So many villages out there. So shout out to Soul Mamas. Yes, that sounds 
sounds fun. Look, Tasha, Tasha's Googling and joining in her meetup Whatever. right now. I see you over <laughs> so, there. Please check out additional resources and link in our show notes, such as where you can find, like Mel said, Phaedra Barton, Soul Mamas, and more. We ask that you rate and review this, as well as other episodes, on iTunes and Google Play Music. Then continue the conversation via our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. Until next time, I am Tosh. And I'm Mel. And we thank you for listening to Mahogany Mammalogy. Bye-bye.